Once again, good morning. Good morning. And ladies, happy Mother's Day. It's a beautiful day today. I can't think of a more beautiful day. Just a whisper of a wind. And if you've been in town for the last couple of months, you know what a blessing that is. Uh, we've really had the wind, haven't we? And the sand and the, and, and our weather person, a lady though it is, uh, continually reminds us the blessings that even gale winds bring, uh, it lowers the temperature. And it does, that's true. And oh, we like that. We're 10 degrees lower than, uh, seasonally normal. But, uh, hold on to your hat, so to speak. And there we are. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. And, uh, we're going to begin in just a moment. <coughs> Something happened this morning. I'll have to admit, just completely got by me. And <coughs> so I began thinking about why it got by me. And uh, I came up with any number of reasons why it got by me. Uh, and none of them are adequate excuses. Notice. Uh, none of them are adequate excuses. Not excuses, but reasons. Why could you neglect to do something that you've been doing for many, 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 many years? And what, and one of those things, and it was highlighted by a couple of our ladies today, uh, as one of the reasons, I'm not the only one. Because there are only a couple of ladies that are wearing a corsage this morning. Shame on you gentlemen. Shame on the gentlemen that are not... Where is Robert's corsage for Rose Marie? I mean, I can pick on Robert because he's not here, but he is. you know who he is. And so... I'm picking on him right now because I'm picking on him. I'm picking on myself. Sure. Bless your sweet little heart. She has taken one of the flat. We made these bouquets up and we'll talk about those later. And we had little remnants of flowers all over our dining room table last night. And she kept a couple of them, put them in a glass. I didn't know what she was doing about it. And then this morning, she's got one little flower, and she's wearing a blouse that's got little, I want to say holes, but you can't call them holes because that sounds bad. Uh, anyway, she's stuck a white flower. So she has a corsage, no ribbon, no pin, and no gift from her husband on this day. I, right here in public, <clears throat> apologize to you, you my dear okay reasons i think part of it is the casual manner in which many of us dress today and i'm not throwing rocks at anybody uh, but i am the only gentleman wearing a <laughs> shirt and tie at church today 
uh, enough set. But <clears throat> that's one of the reasons. Corsages don't go with capri pants and, and whatever. Uh, there's a reason. Another reason is we get, we get, we get so busy. And that's kind of my reason. Last night, I was just, my house was covered with flowers. We spent an hour last night flowering. And not once, not even for a moment, for an instant, as my lovely bride was working with those flowers and creating uh, the works of art that she created, did I think about a corsage for her. Shame on me. We get so busy that even when it's staring us right in the face, we don't see it. So, the apology has been made. You heard me. Okay. I've, I know how many of you there are. I've already done my my uh, attendance inventory this morning. So there that is. Okay. So now here's the promise. It ain't ever going to happen again. So write it down. Put it in your sermon notes today that on Mother's Day 2020... Lord willing that I'm still standing upright, she will have a corsage not made by the hands of Shirley, definitely not made by the hands of Martin, except by extension, the money that it cost me to buy the corsage from from wherever. And I want you to check it out. I want you to bring your cell phones and take pictures of, take pictures of it. Martin finally remembered to get a corsage for Shirley. Click. That's my promise to you, my darling, into our fiftieth year. We just celebrated. Oh, oh, we didn't didn't mention we were gone last week while we were gone. Forty nine years happened. There it is. Happy Mother's Day. What a beautiful day. Take a look in the back. They're in the back. There they are. I went all over, not all over town, but I went to about three places looking for those little tiny balloons. They had them last year on a stick. And that's what I was going to get because they're easy to, to just stick in with the flowers and they're, and they're fine. They're all, there, are, there weren't any. They were all gone when I finally got around to it. And this is what I ended up with. But I love the colors of them. I'm really pleased. But picture those in the back of my Lincoln Town Car. Picture the fact that I had no rearview mirror coming to church this morning in order to haul these things in. And you should have seen Joe carried them in for me. We had all the strings wrapped on a stick. And so he... He's got this stick in his hand, so he's overloaded with the weight of the helium. Oh, by the way, helium is now a rarity. I understand we have a shortage of helium. So you might want to save the helium. It might be worth something. (laughs) Sell it on eBay. Sell it on eBay. Anyway, there it is. Happy, happy Mother's Day. What a beautiful day to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to be looking at a special mother today. 
in Matthew chapter 15. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your word, a word that covers all of the bases. And we ask now that as we focus on this celebratory day uh, for ladies, for mothers, uh, that you show us once again another facet aspect of the very love that you show that you give to us. And for this we give thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. How's that for an introduction? How, how much time did I spend just getting into this? I didn't forget everything. But when I signed this, this is Shirley's Mother's Day card. And I read the verse the third time. I want you to hear it. Because it's about, it's about mothers. This is, I've written it to a specific mother. Spe- yeah, I said the word right. Okay. And so, but this, this is the generic mission. I won't even tell you how much I paid for this because it doesn't make any difference. It's so worth it, it says. After years of daily nurturing, a Christian mother's greatest reward is seeing her children bloom with love for God and for others. Hope your day is full of sweet reminders of God's good work through you and the incredible difference you make. Happy Mother's Day. And then on the fly side, Mark chapter 4. But the seed planted in the good earth represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. Mark chapter 4, verse 20. This is the Mother's Day card that I did remember to buy that I now present to my lovely blushing bride of 49 years. But I had to share it with you because it's such a wonderful, wonderful way. Why do we celebrate? What's the big deal about mothers? And there it is. Mark chapter, pardon me, Matthew chapter 15. Uh, let's do some reading and then I'll do a little uh, sermonizing over the reading. And let me turn there. There's Matthew. I found that. Not too much trouble. Beginning in verse 21. Familiar passage, you've read it before, you've seen it before. Faith of a Canaanite woman. Then went Jesus and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs 
which fall from your master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, pardon me, unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. A couple of things to be said here. First of all, there's something missing. She didn't tell him what she wanted. Nowhere in the passage, nowhere in the companion passages, is there a discourse or a set of verses that she explains the problem that she has. Have mercy on me. Let's take that with us because I think it's important. But Christ is interested in mothers. Christ is interested in people. For God so loved the world, the scripture says, and we say that verse a lot, and it's, and it's well worth saying a lot. For God so loved the world, and that includes mothers and fathers and children and the world, it's all of us, all, everybody out there, even those that are out there playing golf, even those that are in the swimming pool right now, when they could just as easily be over here. Well, never mind, we won't go there. But that, but you have the idea. God is interested in mothers. He came to seek and to save them. He came to seek and to save us. He came to seek and to save all of us. All of us. And he uses mother, mothers in his ministry of seeking and saving others. Over and over and over again, we hear testimonies of people that say, at the feet of my mother, at the knee, on my mother's knee, did I hear scripture for the first time. And I saw a mother praying for me even as a child that I can remember, and so on and so on. I saw God working through my mother to reach out to keep me safe, to guide me, to lead me in the way in which I should go. Mothers. Jesus Christ cares about mothers. And we see that in what we just read. The New Testament very clearly shows us his care for mothers. I mean, we could go to the beginnings of the Gospels where we find the, quote, Christmas story, and we could talk about the mother of mothers, if we could use that term, uh, and say, look at the way he cared for Mary as an example of that. But let's, let's look at some things that are in the passage that basically are clear indicators as to what's going on here. No mother, few mothers, few few mothers, I would say no. No mothers escape being troubled somewhere along the way. There are accidents. There are diseases. New, we see it on television all the time. Where a, a child is born with this or that or the other thing. It wasn't planned. It wasn't because mother abused her body or, or just... It just happened. Accidents, diseases, dangers of all kinds. 
And then, of course, as the children begin to grow, the immaturity of the children themselves and what can happen. We have a ministry dedicated to the carelessness of a young man. He was 17 years old that died, fell off a skateboard without a helmet on and hit his head and died. I mean, that's as simple as that. So now we have the helmet ministry. I saw his mother just not too long ago. And it's been, what, four years, Rosie? Four or five. Four, I think. <clears throat> and it's all, and it's almost as it were yesterday. That mother. And she is now full time into this ministry. That she just, that, that's her driving need. And that's, that's how she gives back. And she doesn't want Anyone, she doesn't want any one of you to suffer the pain that she has suffered. Get a helmet. I mean, that's, that's the push, right? That's the push. Immaturity of children. Present of evil and destructive influences. And I, there's the television commercial that just drives me absolutely insane about flavors are addicting children to nicotine. Oh no, it's bad to smoke. Nobody, nobody argues about the fact that it's bad to smoke. But doing these other things that taste like chocolate and raspberry and strawberry and whatever that have, that have masked, masked the taste of the nicotine that is therein that brings you eventually into the addictive attitude and, and so on. And there it is. That's that's just one, and that's I don't need to mention the others. You can think about them for yourselves. The pornography that's on the the internet is a can be addictive, and it drives your mind in a way in which God would not have it to drive. And so we see the presence of evil and destructive influence in our world today, and all of those things, all of those things, God knew about, and look who is here. Bless your heart. And I interrupt only because Lindy has really been having some physical problems and she's here and she looks just as healthy as she can be. Bless your heart. Thank you for being here. Those destructive influences. I won't mention the other guy. (laughs) And this troubled mother, this troubled mother, Shared her daughter's agony. She shared the agony. Think about that, mothers. Think about the time that your your little boy, your little girl broke their arm or broke their leg or, or stubbed their toe or scraped their... And you could feel the pain of that just as though you had broken your arm or broken your leg or scraped your finger or pulled your fingernail or, or whatever it might have been. You share that pain. And you pray that that pain will subside quickly in your child in order that the child will be free of it. Physical example. And today in this addictive society in which you live with drugs and alcohol and, and back to the flavored nicotine and all, and all of those things and begin to see the fruits of those addictions causing physical 
situations uh, that sometimes cause us premature death. And uh, uh, this isn't a negative message today, but mothers feel that pain. They know about it. They know what's out there, and they would. I wish I could just lock my kid in his room and protect him, and we'll feed him once or twice a day, and that kind of thing. This girl was under the control of demonic powers, we read elsewhere. But it's important to note it, notice that that wasn't what the mother came to Jesus with. The passage you just read doesn't mention that, but it mentions some very important things, and we're going to see those things in just a minute. Because we see Christ in the heart of a trusting mother. That's what we see, because the mother had love for her daughter, she came in uh, for her daughter. This mother had faith for her daughter. The mother believed in miracles, even when the circumstances were desperate. Now, who is this Canaanite woman? First of all, this Canaanite woman, that's, that's a no-no for Jews. Jews don't talk to good to Canaanite women in any circumstance. You walk on the other side of the street when there's a Canaanite person near you. you. They are your arch enemies. No way do you have anything to do with Canaanites. You can read Old Testament and find out why that's true. And this woman was willing to cross all of those social and uh, nationalistic barriers in order to do what? In order to provide for that alien daughter. Believes in miracles. Mother believed in the divinity of Christ. Because look at it. Look at the scripture. O Lord, thou son of David. O Lord, thy son of David. Where does she get that? Where does that come from? Where has she been? What has she been listening to? Well, if you look in the context of the ministry of Jesus, the word's out. I mean, this... This guy's doing, and here I'm talking physical now, this guy's doing some stuff. Hey, I've heard about, I've heard about lame people walking and blind people seeing, and I've, I've heard those stories, never saw, I've never seen it, but I, I've heard the stories. Could they be true? Is it possible that they could be true? O son of David, O Lord, capital L, O Lord, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus put her off. Now, why did he put her off? Well, there's any number of reasons, and we don't know what the reasons are. They're not really spelled out for us. But <clears throat> we see the response of the disciples those humanistic disciples. She's a pain in the neck. She's creating a problem. You're supposed to be sneaking off for a little rest and you're being bothered. Forget it. She's a Canaanite. We don't care about that. But she's bothering you. This is your day off. No ministry on your day off. Pastors, you don't do anything ministerial on Monday. 
Do you understand that? No. Because it makes for a very terrible Tuesday. Jesus, let's sneak away. Let's sneak away. But she comes again. She comes again, the scripture says, and worshipped him, saying, very simple words, Lord, help me. What happened that day back when you finally figured it out that you were nothing without the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? That's the prayer that you prayed. Those simple little words. Three words. That's all it takes. No eloquence. Don't have to get theological. Don't have to look up the 20 cent words. Lord Help me. Lord, help me. And the mother has confidence in that power. Because the scripture goes on to say, as Jesus put her off, said, hey, I'm here ministering to the Jews. You know, which kind of touches on perhaps the fact that she's not a Jew. She's a Canaanite and uh, we already know about that. But she has confidence in the fullness of his power. She in her heart knows that that nationalistic barrier between the two of us, woman and Jesus, means nothing. Because Jesus came to save. Jesus came to love. Jesus came to heal. And the mother has confidence in that love. And is willing over and over again to plead her case before him. Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord, have mercy upon me. And the mother has confidence in the fairness of Jesus' mind. Because what happens eventually? I mean, the closing of the... Of the passage, Jesus answered, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from the very hour. Now, <clears throat> because it's not there, could, it, could the daughter have been there? Could have been, doesn't say. I kind of think because it doesn't say that she wasn't there. She had her chained up somewhere, and I'm not, I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but <clears throat> I have an autistic grandson that needs two of them, and they're very, very low functioning, and they cannot be alone. They just cannot be. And if you're going to be away from them, you have to, you must, for their safety, for their safety to restrain them in one way or another, and a nice padded room with a good lock on it does that, doesn't it? In fact, we'd ask that you pray. Now, I'll ask you right now in the boldness that I have before the Lord Jesus Christ that something be done for Isaiah. Because right now, the home that he's in, the lady doesn't ha- legally can't put locks on the doors. Isaiah is a flight risk. One of the little quirks in his makeup is 
disappear. And he's good at it. He, oh, he can slip out a window faster than you, and he's done it. We've seen it. It's happened at our house. That's why all of our doors, if you open one of my doors, my alarm system says the front door's open, the window's open, you know, that, and you want, why is that? Who's doing that? Well, that's because we never had that taken off after Isaiah didn't live with us anymore. But Isaiah right now is in limbo. If they don't find a suitable place for him, they'll put him back in the hospital and the hospital won't do anything with him uh, except lock him in a room. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, will he have the programs that he has that he thrives under as, as best he possibly can? No, he won't. Hospital isn't geared to do that. Hospital's geared to keep him alive and healthy and that kind of thing and and there it is. So I think that this child is restrained somewhere. Maybe grandma is taking care of him. Uh, her, excuse me, back to Isaiah. We're done with Isaiah now. Back to the little girl. Uh, and she says, and he says, be it done even as thou wilt. And her daughter is made hold from the very hour. I've, that's before. That's just like, in another place where Jesus says, go home, your daughter's not dead, she's really alive, she's hungry, feed her. My paraphrase of the scripture. But there it is. So long distance. So as we pray for Isaiah, back to Isaiah, as we pray for Isaiah from here in, where are we? Indio, uh, and he's in Van Nuys, temporarily. Uh, the prayers reach that far. God can, prayer, the prayers don't have to reach that far, but Jesus has to reach that far. Prayer here, reach there. And that's what we see. And that's what we see, and that's, and that's the faith that we see in this woman. Do you have that faith? Lord, help me. Simple little, Salvation prayer. Salvation prayer. And we see Christ is a triumphant mother. She overcomes the concealment uh, of Christ. She reiterates the fact that her need is so great and her love is so great. This Lord, who are we talking about? Oh, son of David, and so on and so on. She's got the credentials right. She knows who she's talking about. She's not just up to some healer. Hey, pick up a stick and pretend it's a magic wand and tap me twice on the forehead and or, or rub my fingers with oil or, or you know, whatever magic stuff you do. None of that. Be it as you would have it be to you, even from this very hour. Guess what? When you go home, it'll be as your daughter was never vexed with that wicked spirit. That's what we see. That's what we have. The mother comes to Christ without a specific invitation. Just help me. How did you come? Uh, You had a laundry list. It started out with help me. And oh, yeah, just in case you don't remember, I've got a list for you, Lord. And then, of course, he brings back another list. He says, well, how about if I help you with this? While we're at it, oh, oh yeah, that too. That that'll that'd be nice. Uh, 
But she came to Christ in faith and trust. She came trusting. Trusting. And was expedient. She came praying in earnest. She came with great hope that expressed itself in deep humility. She came with a determination that could not be discouraged. That card I read, the Mother's Day card I gave to Shirley, think about that again. Could I borrow it? Is it close by? Uh, after years of daily nurturing, think about that. Am I reading your biography, mother, mothers? A Christian mother's greatest reward is seeing her children bloom with love for God and for others. Hope your day is full of sweet reminders of God's good work through you and the incredible difference you make greeting card I won't tell you how much it cost but it didn't break the bank I'll tell you that happy mother's day all my lo- oh no, that's the personal note at the bottom because that's the card for Shirley that's a card for you that's a card for mothers that's what mothers are all about. That's what mothers are all about. That's what this mother was all about. But more importantly today, it's not the mother. It's the fact that Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, loved this mother, loves mothers so much that he was willing to do what he did disciples on his day off. Jesus is there for you every day. Jesus doesn't take a day off. There's no day off for Jesus. Jesus is with you all of the time. If I went around the room right now and asked you specifically, as best you could remember, what time of day you said, Lord, help me, you did the sinner's prayer. I probably have as many answers as there are people in the room. Well, it was, see, it was at 8.15 during the first service. No, no, no. No, it wasn't. But the point being, is that whenever it was, whenever it was, Jesus was there. Jesus was there. Jesus is there. Jesus is here. Scripture says, if there's ever two or more, Jesus is here. He's here. When I'm by myself, he's here. He talks to me. He speaks to me. He encourages me. Always, every waking moment, even while I'm asleep. Oh, that's more than I can grasp. Jesus 
loved me so much that he was willing to go to the cross for me to take upon himself the burden of sin, the wages of sin is death. Forget the rest of the verse. No, we can't forget the rest of the verse because then it says, but, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life. And that eternal life does not begin the day you stop here and go to the mortician and get planted in the ground. It begins the day you say, Lord, help me. And he does. That's when eternity starts. That's when you're with him forever. A forever started for me almost 50. Well, it is 50 years ago now. 50 years ago. When was it for you? Eternity is already working. Jesus is there for mothers. Jesus is there for mothers. In the back of the room, we have tokens of love. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, we're, we're switching now anyway. Uh, I took my phone out of the holster and put my sound system in, and I'm on vibrate back there, and it's vibrating on the microwave. So even though I'm a good boy and I put it on uh, vibrate as opposed to ringing, and it used to ring the Marine Corps hymn, but uh, we haven't been able to put that on this cell phone, so we don't have that anymore. But uh, that's what's back. Somebody's calling me. Uh, They'll have to wait a couple of minutes. Where was I? In the back, we have flowers for the ladies. And attached to the flowers is a very small balloon. And if you put 17 of them in the back of my car, you completely obliterate what can be seen out the back window. But here they are. In the bags. Shirley has a gift bag for you. Are they laid out over there? No. What? No, they're still in the box. They're still, we're going to unbox them? Okay. We could. Okay. After we sing. After we sing. Anyway, and they're back there on purpose. I was going to hand you the balloons when we came in. That's what my mind said. But then I could just see me trying to preach to you while you're holding this balloon and the helium trying to lift you up into heaven. And uh, there are 17 balloons over there. Uh, there are 18 uh, bowls of flowers and there are about half that number of mothers in the room or kind of mothers. By the way, to me, mothers are those ladies, not necessarily that gave birth, but that have taken on that responsibility from time to time uh, and done the role of a mother. Do you know anybody like that? I think every one of us knows someone like that. Okay, so you're included today. So you kind of, uh, sort of, you sort of mothers. Now forget that. You got the idea. Those are for you too. Gift bag, flowers, 
And you got to be careful going to the car. Those are filled with helium. You could float right into eternity. Well, I told you you're already in eternity, didn't I? So there we are. God loves mothers, even Canaanite mothers. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you this beautiful, beautiful day. We thank you that your love includes all of us, every single one of us. All we must do is, like the Canaanite woman, be willing to come and bow to you. Lord, help us. And for this we give thanks and praise. And all of God's people said, Amen. Okay. If you'll move out of the way, we can go back here. Now I belong to Jesus. If you have received Christ as your Savior, you now belong to Him.